As an industrial water treater, you have to do so much. You have to know about so many things. Chemistry, physics, environmental, electrical, and the list goes on. But did you ever think that list should include cyber protection? Who's got time for that? Well, hackers have plenty of time to find your vulnerabilities and hold your valuable information hostage. 43% of all cyber attacks happen to small businesses. Small businesses are not prepared to defend against cyber attacks. The cyber threat protection experts at Reinert Consulting Group have been helping water treatment companies with strategies to protect their valuable data. Here's the thing about Reinert Consulting Group. They understand what water treatment companies need to defend against these attacks. From training to software, Reiner Consulting Group is your one-stop shop for protecting your valuable data. After all, where would you be without your data? Go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash cyber to find out more. That's scalinguph2o.com forward slash cyber. Don't wait before it's too late. Welcome to Scaling Up H2O, the podcast where we scale up on knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. Hi, folks. Trace Blackmore on the very last day of the year. Happy New Year, everybody. So excited that our episode calendar falls perfectly on the last day of the year. I want to be one of the first people to wish you Happy New Year. And we're going to take a look back at this year in the Scaling Up H2O podcast. There is just so much that we did this year. There are so many people that I met because we actually got to do things in person again this year. And of course, because we were able to do things in person, we got to see each other, we got to learn things. I just love that things are starting to get back to normal. Yes, I know you can say that we are not back to normal yet and there's this new normal. Some don't like it, but it is so much better than what we had to deal with in 2020. So I would say 2021, just for that, has been so much better. And if you look back at 2020, we all endured a pandemic together. We didn't know how to do it. We had never experienced anything like that in our lifetimes before. We had nothing to reference to figure out how do you do business? How do you do industrial water treatment during a pandemic? Oh, let me just refer back to that and I'll follow that checklist did not exist. We all came together. We figured out what we needed to do. And I have talked to so many people in the water treatment industry that are stronger for it. Yes, there were some positives that came out of the pandemic. So many people are running better. They're more cognizant of the time they spend, where they spend it, and what the overall purpose is for the time that they're spending. What's it all about? What am I trying to achieve? If 2020 taught us anything, it was about how valuable our time was and to make sure that everything that we did counted. So I'm going to say 2020 was a good year. I'm also going to say that 2021 was a good year. And I hope that 2022 is just a fantastic year, but we're not quite there yet. Let's go back into the Scaling Up H2O archives. Let's look at what we did together as a Scaling Up Nation in 2021. First, I want to thank every single one of my fantastic guests that came on Scaling Up H2O. Many of them 
I learned of through you and you did an introduction to me. You said this person has something that your audience needs to hear. And that just seems weird when I refer to my audience. This is the Scaling Up Nation. And I know I'm getting ready to talk about the highlights of this year, but I want to do a highlight of the podcast. We have a community, and the community is the Scaling Up Nation. And I am always so humbled when somebody comes up to me and they tell me that they are a member of the Scaling Up Nation, or I go to a convention and I see them with a ribbon or a button that says, I am Scaling Up Nation. And I see them talking to other people with that same ribbon or button. And they started that conversation with, hey, I listen to that podcast too. And that connected people. We're bringing people together on this podcast. Water treatment, one of the most isolating jobs, I think that is out there. I'm sure we can probably argue for or against that. But if you're in industrial water treatment, you know you have days where you are the only person that you see. You're definitely the only person that you see when you are driving from account to account. So when you know other people are out there, other people are doing the same thing that you are doing, and now you have a way to connect with them, folks, life is too short to do it alone. Water treatment is too awesome not to talk about it with other people. And I've heard so many stories where you've connected with other water treaters and you've solved problems because you did that. One of my favorite things that we started doing in 2020, and we kept the tradition alive all through last year, was the hang. The hang is where we got together on a Zoom call and we celebrated being water treaters. We met people that we didn't know that are in the same profession that we are in. And I had so many people respond back to me that they met somebody that changed something for them. It might have just been that they found a new friend and maybe they were not that far away. There were a couple people that went to dinner after a hang because they connected. They were in the same town. There was also one individual that called me and he said, I can't thank you enough for hosting The Hang. I met somebody overseas. We got in a breakout room together and I started mentioning that I was having these issues. The next day, that gentleman called the guy with the issues and told him exactly how to fix them. He said he would have never met that individual if it weren't for the hang, and he would not have had that rock-solid information, a playbook, if you will, of exactly how to solve that problem. So many of you out there have been on a hang, and you know it's an action-packed hour where we're having fun celebrating being industrial water treaters. We're meeting new people. And you're probably thinking, when can I be a participant in the next hang? Well, folks, mark your calendar for January 20th, 6 p.m. Eastern time. You can go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash hang. You can register for one of the best Zoom calls that you will ever have And I guarantee you will meet people you did not know and you will further anything that you are doing in the water treatment industry. So many things to talk about. Let's start off with the beginning of the year. And I do this every year. I'm going to do it next year, which is next week. I always start off with how do I motivate the Scaling Up Nation to start looking at what they achieved in the past, and how do they apply using that information, what life taught them the previous year going into the next year. Nation, we're going to do this next week, 
But I have to tell you, so many people do not take the time to celebrate all their successes that they had during the year. So please take a moment, even if you want to pause this podcast, take a moment right now and celebrate all the successes that you have had this year. A lot of times, all we think about are the things we didn't get accomplished, the things that didn't happen. Let's take a moment to celebrate what did happen. Take a victory lap. Now that you've done that, it's a great time to start planning what this new year looks like. Now, we'll talk about this next week. So, you will get lots of information on that. I'm going to share with you how we do this in the Rising Tide Mastermind next week. But I know some of you are just so curious about some of the things that we do on the podcast for planning like this. So here's a clip from last year's very first episode. The first step with weekly planning is look at last week. Last week is the biggest tool that we have to help teach us how to make the next week better. What are the successes? What are the failures? And that's going to be our guide to make next week better. So maybe we overbooked ourselves. Maybe we forgot to look at our calendars each and every day because we're not used to that. So now this next week, we're gonna build something in. Maybe it's an alarm, something that allows us to remember that we are going to look at our calendars at the beginning of each and every day. So again, I don't know what you learned from last week, but whatever it is, put it into play this week. Also in the first quarter of last year, I had a returning guest that has helped me so much with every relationship in my life and any excuse I can have to get close to this person, I always take the opportunity. I'm talking about Kathleen Edelman. Kathleen Edelman put together a training series on temperaments. Now she didn't invent temperaments, but she made understanding temperaments, your own temperament and how you work with others, either with the same temperament or with different temperaments, so easy to understand. It has helped me with relationships in my family, at my workplace, with my customers, you name it. I cannot think of another tool that has helped me so much in communicating with other people. So here is a clip from that episode. And then the green, this person is so innately kind. They are great listeners, great leaders of people, where the red is a great leader of tasks. This person's unique in the fact that they are the calm in the midst of chaos. So they can really just help people, encourage people, but they also can be unenthusiastic, hard to get moving, have no sense of urgency. So as you start seeing the different things and the temperaments and understanding the foundation, now we can build and understand why they each speak their own language and learn to paradigm shift or look through a different lens so we can give grace and understand which words to choose. The words you use are the words you choose. So we want to make sure we're choosing right words that the other person can hear. Nation, the study's called I Said This, You Heard That, and we actually did this study within the Rising Tide Mastermind. And the same things that I told you in the beginning of my introduction to this segment is what I have heard from almost everybody that did that within the Rising Tide Mastermind. So Nation, I would not recommend this if so many people, including myself, have not benefited from it. If you want to learn more about it, by all means, you can get the workbook by going straight to Amazon and getting it there. 
We made it easy for you, and Amazon also pays us a slight commission that will cost you absolutely nothing if you order it through our affiliate link. That is scalinguph2o.com forward slash temperament. Also in the first quarter, I had one of my mentors on, Aaron Walker of ISI Mastermind. I've been a member of the ISI Mastermind for years And Aaron was just so incredible in helping me put together the Rising Tide Mastermind and being able to brainstorm things with him. And not only do I facilitate the Rising Tide Mastermind, but I also need a mastermind where I can share with other members what I need. So that's why I'm a member of his mastermind. So we brought Aaron on episode 184. Here's a clip from that. Isolation is the enemy to excellence. And if you really want to fulfill an adventuresome life, you really want to go for it, we're designed to be in community. And I think that the more people that you can get around the smaller groups, and be vulnerable and transparent and authentic and uh, just let them know your trials, the, the places that you fall short and that you need help and enlist other people to help prop you up, to take you to the next level. Your life is going to be very gratified and very fulfilling. And then think of a way that you can pour back into others. And so not be just the mentee, but the mentor. I think your life will have greater meaning and purpose. To wrap up the first quarter and also to celebrate World Water Day, Connor Parrish, CWT, came on and he interviewed me about all things water treatment, all things podcast, and these were mostly questions that you had. It's always really interesting when people come in and interview me. That's normally my job. I interview other people. Well, that was in celebration for World Water Day. And World Water Day is where we all just take a day and we think about what water means to life on this planet. What is the value that water has? And then what can we do to protect this vital resource? Now, this coming year, World Water Day is going to be on Tuesday, March 22nd. We'll probably do something special for that. And I want you to mark your calendar so you are thinking about what you can do to maybe just tell somebody, one, that you're in the water treatment industry and how important water is and all the things, all the little things that somebody can do that really make a giant impact on the water that we have on this planet. I know you think It's just a drop in the bucket. Yes, I meant to say that pun. It's so small, the little things that we can do. But I have to tell you, the smallest drop is when you talk to somebody else and you let them know some of the information that you know from this field. You work in water treatment. And when you share some of your inside information, especially with what people can do, that gets people talking. And your conversation starts another conversation with that individual, with somebody else. And it creates this ripple effect. Well, here's a clip from that episode. Water is so cheap right now. I think it's an afterthought. We only have so much water. And because we live in such a great technologically advanced society right now, you know, we need water to to do all these things. And we're using water in ways that we've never used it before, but there's only so much. And because of that, we have to make sure we're utilizing it properly. And I think the only way, and nobody's going to like this, but I think the only way that people are going to start respecting it more is there's going to be a more charge for it. It's it's going to be a higher cost. Now, I don't think that's because people are going to try to change people's mind. I think because we're using so much water, I think there's going to be less readily available water for us to use. So without a doubt, I think the 2030 water treater, their job is to make sure that they're as efficient as possible in their water usage. I think that's going to be their primary job. 
In the second quarter this year, we celebrated this podcast's fourth birthday. Four years, and this coming year, we're getting ready to celebrate five years. That is just an incredible thought. I can't imagine that five or four year ago, Trace, thinking that the podcast has become what it has become. That's because of you, the Scaling Up Nation. That's because of all the things that you have done to let other water treaters know about this podcast. This was a fun episode for me because, again, four year ago, Trace never imagined we were going to be celebrating four years. Here's episode 190. Another opportunity that we have is me being on other people's podcasts. Of course, we're always looking for new listeners, and I'm always looking to learn more about what it is that I don't know I don't know. And there's so many great podcasts out there. It's very easy for me to invite a host of a podcast on my podcast because I can very easily make that work within the framework of scaling up H2O. But sometimes it's a little bit difficult to bring what I do, which is water treatment, to another podcast that's non-water treatment. So I think there's an opportunity with all of the business-related items, with the different skills that we talk about here on the show. I think there's an opportunity for me to go out on other podcasts and talk to those hosts about what we're doing here in the Scaling Up Nation. Don't exactly know what that looks like, but I think that's a big opportunity for us. And then just 10 episodes later, another huge milestone, we hit 200 episodes. Again, four year ago, almost now five year ago, Trace, when we were just starting the Scaling Up H2O podcast, could have never imagined that we would have 200 episodes. Folks, I cannot tell you how much research I did just learning how to do a podcast, how to record, how to get it on the internet, how to make it so you guys actually knew it was there. And I was thinking, how do I put one episode on? Well, we made it to 200. Folks, we've made it well past 200. And that is because of all the great people out there in the Scaling Up Nation. Of course, the staff, I'm going to recognize them later. So here's a little something from our 200th episode. It is phenomenal. When I look at other podcasts and see what the norm is for how many shares they get of content, we're like 10 times over that. And, and that tells me a couple of things. One, that we're talking about the right things and you like what we're talking about. You find it informative and helpful. But two, you are sharing the knowledge. You are reaching out to people that you think could use that information and you are sharing that episode. I wanna thank all of you that have done that, that continue to do that, you know, that's how we're going to raise the bar in the water treatment industry. That's how we're gonna find new scaling up H2O members. That's how we're gonna find the topics that we don't know to talk about because we found a new listener that needs to hear something else on this show. Nation, in quarter three, we started out talking about hamburgers. And this is something that just really was humbling to me. I don't think it's any secret. I will work with other companies and I will help them either facilitate meetings or I will help them discover their core values. I will help them figure out how they can become more profitable. I can help them with their formulations, all, all these various things. Well, when I do talk about being more profitable, I find that people are embarrassed to say they truly don't understand some of the day-to-day -day equations that we use to financially look at how profitable a company is. And they don't speak up and say, I don't understand that. And because they don't understand it and because they didn't ask about it, they don't have the information they need to use vital metrics to make better decisions. And let's just face it, 
with everything in life, when we have better information, we can make better decisions. So I explain a lot of being profitable and how to cost products and how to look at all the things that your company's selling with a hamburger. And I break down what the cost is with a hamburger and what is left over at the end of the day. Now that doesn't sound too spectacular, but I have to tell you when I aired that episode, I got so much feedback from people thanking me for making that so simple. And I want to be honest, somebody probably told me the hamburger analogy, or maybe they used a different analogy, and I just really like hamburgers, and I've changed it to that. So I'm really glad that that analogy worked for you. That was episode 204, and here's a clip from it. Now, the premise of the book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber is all about this. He talks about people that are great technicians or chefs think they know how to run a great kitchen. They know how to run a great program, and they do, but they don't understand all the things around running a successful business And when they don't learn those items, they're not spending their time and their assets where they need to be spent, and that is why they fail. So let's get back to our restaurant. We're going to call it Scaling Up Burgers. And our signature burger is called the Boilermaker because it has these scorching hot jalapenos right on top of the burger. Now, let's say we're going to sell this burger for $7. Customer comes in, they order the burger, we prepare it, we give it to them, voila, we just made $7, right? Yeah, we didn't make $7. And that's what we're gonna talk about. Let's cost out that burger. Let's say the meat is $5.99 a pound and we're selling a half pound burger. So that's $3 in meat. The bun, it's an artesian bun. Let's say it's 30 cents a bun. The cheese is 25 cents. And all the toppings on the burger, including our scorching hot pickled jalapeno peppers, giving the burger its signature name, all comes to a dollar. So if you add all those things up, we get a grand total of $4.55. But we still have a few things that we had to buy in order to sell this burger, so we're not done costing it out. The wrapper that it comes in, let's say that's seven cents. And of course, that burger doesn't make itself. So let's say we're paying somebody $10 an hour to work in the kitchen. And for argument's sake, let's say they can make 20 burgers in an hour. So if we divide that out, that's going to be 50 cents in labor cost. So we add that together, our 57 cents to our $4.55. We find out that the real cost of that burger is $5.12. Now let's answer some of the questions that our caller asked. What is the gross margin of that? So to talk about gross margin, we kind of need to know what gross margin is. So this is a company's net revenue minus the cost of goods. So what we sold the burger for minus what it cost us to make the burger. Cost of burger is everything we just added up, including the labor. So the gross margin, in order to get that, you're going to take the selling price of the burger and then subtract out the cost of goods and then divide that by the selling price. So let's go ahead and do that. $7 is what we sold the burger for. We're going to subtract $5.12, which is our cost of goods sold, and we're going to take that sum and divide that by $7. Folks, that gives us a 27% margin or a 27% gross profit. Now, I think that's why numbers are confusing too, because there's so many ways to say the exact same thing. Not too long after that episode aired, we had the first live event for the Rising Tide Mastermind. Folks, let me tell you, that was an amazing experience. 
Part of the Rising Tide Mastermind is we get together every single week and we help make each other better. And once a year, we all come together. When I say all, we have five groups meeting in the Rising Tide Mastermind now. We are well over 50 people as members of the Rising Tide Mastermind. And it is just incredible all the things that people are accomplishing and helping other people accomplish. But we're doing that over video conferencing. Well, once a year, we all come together here in Atlanta and that very first one, because we had to cancel it in 2020, thank you, COVID, but we were able to do it in 2021 and it was amazing. So many connections were strengthened there. We learned so much about each other and there was just so much that was talked about and shared at that live event that when people got back to their places of business, they could not wait to get started. Folks, we had the COO of Chick-fil-A come and speak with us about how do we get from where we are right now to where we want to go. So Nation, without a doubt, that was one of my favorite things that I got to do this year was the Mastermind Live event. By the way, if you want to find out more about the Mastermind, you can go on the website, scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind. I just can't tell you how fun the live event was, but I'm going to move on. The reason I'm even talking about this is we are able to get together again. Restrictions have been lessened. So not only do we have the Mastermind live event, we then were able to get together at conventions. And the first convention that I had attended in a very long time was the Association of Water Technologies Convention in Providence, Rhode Island. And it was fantastic seeing so many people there, seeing all of you in the Scaling Up Nation there. I absolutely love it when people come up to me and say, I really enjoy the show here's an idea, or just let me know that uh, you enjoy riding along with my voice playing on your car entertainment system. Thank you for all of that. By the way, if you want to have that experience, you can go to awt.org. We're going to be in Vancouver, Canada next September 21st through 24th. So go ahead and sign up for that. Find out about that. Always a great time. One more thing about AWT, since I'm on the topic, and this always fills up. I have the privilege of being one of the trainers for the Association of Water Technologies Technical Training. And I do things like teach math, water treatment math, one of the best topics in the world I really do think that's true. And if you come to that class, you will agree after you participate in that section. Also do a little bit with fundamentals and applications, laying the foundation of basic things that we need to know as industrial water treaters. And I'm also doing sales. So if you want to attend, and if you're an industrial water treater that treats water in the same industry that I do, why wouldn't you want to attend? Again, you can go to awt.org to register. We have two opportunities for this. On the west side, we have Seattle, Washington, February 23rd through 26th. And then a little more on the east, we have Cleveland, Ohio. That's going to be March 30th through April 2nd. At the end of that third quarter, we celebrated Industrial Water Week. Now, Industrial Water Week this year was just fantastic. It's fantastic every year, but it was more this year because so many people got involved. I guess because it's the fourth time that it has happened, people now know about it. So many companies are making that part of their yearly planning, 
They're making sure their team knows about it, that they're celebrating this amazing job. We, of course, every year do an entire week of episodes to celebrate Industrial Water Week. We also encourage social media posting where you are posting something that you are doing with Industrial Water Week. And that's where it just exploded this year. We had so many people post on social media that they were celebrating Industrial Water Week. Let's look at one of those episodes. Each and every day this week, I want you to take one minute to celebrate with the entire water treatment community. I'm gonna be asking you to take pictures and then hashtag those to what I mentioned before. Again, that's hashtag IWW21 and hashtag scaling up H2O. You do that, other people do that, you're going to be able to enjoy those pictures and see that we are part of a community. Now, today's task is I want you to find your favorite water softener and take a picture next to your favorite water softener, or if you have another favorite piece of pre-treatment equipment, by all means, feel free to take a picture of yourself next to that. Nation, please mark your calendars for October 3rd through 7th. That's going to be the fifth annual Industrial Water Week. Yes, we're going to have some new material for you. We're going to celebrate right along with you. Make sure you plan to celebrate as well. So that brings us to this current quarter, quarter four, the last quarter in 2021. And we started out with how do we prepare ourselves with all the information that we are getting that we might have some issues with our supply chain. Now, the AWT was supposed to do a meeting on letting all the members know what's going on with the supply chain by having some of the experts, some of the people within our industry on a panel. A town hall meeting ran a little bit long, and we thought, what a great opportunity for Scaling Up H2O to help AWT out, to help the Scaling Up Nation out, and we just moved that onto Scaling Up H2O. Here's a clip from that. There's something going on in our industry, and if you don't know about it, you will find out about it shortly. There is a raw material crisis, and I don't want to create panic by using the word crisis, but when that's what you have to get in order to do the services that we do, I don't know what else to call it. And I truly believe that together we can be way more productive than we can by trying to tackle this alone. So instead of us all trying to get this information on our own, we held a webinar just a few short days ago with some experts in the industry where they share with us their experiences, their forecast, their advice. And I think it's something that if you're in this industry, you need to know what's going on so you can better prepare for whatever comes our way. Nation, that was a really cool thing for me to be able to air, not because I'm excited about not being able to potentially get product, but we were able to pivot very quickly with that episode because we needed to get that information on as quickly as possible. That was an episode that we aired that was not on our production schedule. We didn't air it on a Friday. It came out on a different day and it was a special bonus episode. And it also shows that how when we come together as a community, as the Scaling Up Nation, as industrial water treaters, we can help each other. And I just can't say anything more about that. So I'm going to move on because that then brought the question, well, what do I do if I can't get certain materials? So I brought friend of show Mike Standish back on. He's been on several times. And I asked Mike, 
Mike, how should we be thinking about having different formulations if we can't get the raw materials that we need during this supply chain issue? So Mike helped us think through that. That was episode 223. You know, my advice is work closely with your suppliers and and your colleagues, you know, out there, uh, at least the independent water treatment community, pretty tight-knit group, and, you know, talk with other uh, water treaters out there, talk with your suppliers. I think the very good news about all this is it's not, you know, the end of the world, all all doom and gloom. It's going to require us to make adjustments, but we can still treat water effectively. I think that's the, you know, high-level message on this. You're just going to have to make some adjustments. And frankly, I think there's a big opportunity in there for the independent water treatment community. And the reason for that is is because we can respond, reformulate, react, communicate with our customer base much, much more you know, readily and quickly than you know, many of our larger competitors. Nation, just so much to celebrate this year, but those last two episodes, I just absolutely love because that is where people in our industry are coming together and we're helping each other. I have heard stories where companies have tried to buy some of our suppliers' inventory so they could hoard. And these were larger companies that could have written them a very large check, and it would have made it so they completely locked the market out. And these suppliers said, no, we're not going to do that. Some suppliers said that if you're not a current client, we're not going to sell to you during this time. That's a quality supplier. Other suppliers said that if you are uh, an existing client, we're only going to sell what you normally purchase so that way you can't block out somebody else. I just think that that's incredible A lot of us will panic when we hear something and we just think about ourselves. And I just love that we have such incredible suppliers out there that are thinking about the entire community and also the relationships that everybody needs to have once we get through this. And Nation, as you're listening to this, we are going through this supply chain issue. I promise you, we will get through this. We will learn some things as we go through this. And as a community, we are going to help each other get better as we experience that. If you need evidence of that, just listen to more of the two episodes we just sampled. Speaking of helping the community and all the things that we do as a community, we recently had James McDonald on the podcast where he came on to talk about all the great things that he does for our industry. And that was episode 231. That was last week's episode. You folks just heard that, so I'm not going to play a clip from that. But what I will do, I will play the very last. This won't happen again. So enjoy your final James's Challenge. Hello, Scaling Up Nation. The next James's challenge as we grow as an industrial water treatment professional, drop by drop, is... Always be improving. Too many people in their careers learn just enough to get the job done and stop there. They plateau. For those who keep working to learn and improve themselves just a little each day, week, and month... Those who plateau will never catch up. You will lead the pack with consistent effort, drop by drop. Sadly but lovingly, this is the last of the James's challenges for 2021. We've had 52 plus this one, which makes 53 James's challenges. Did you try them all? Maybe not, but did you at least think about each of them? Growth starts on the inside, after all. Be sure to share your experience on LinkedIn by tagging it with hashtag JC21 and hashtag ScalingUpH2O. 
This is James McDonald, and I look forward to seeing what you share. Wait, I have one last thing to say. In 2020, those who followed me on LinkedIn joined me in my Reading with James series. This year, we did the James's Challenge together. What will next year bring? Stay tuned as we continue to grow together. Nation, this year was chock full of so many incredible guests. I am incredibly thankful for all of the talented and gracious individuals that came on the Scaling Up H2O podcast this year. I know I only did a small sampling of episodes, but every single episode was just amazing. Do you know we did 58 episodes this year? 58. That is just amazing. And I could not have done that without the incredible staff that we have here at the Scaling Up H2O podcast. Thank you so much. And I'm going to call them out by name. So we've got Sean that does the edits. He makes me sound halfway intelligent as much as I can sound intelligent each and every week. And then we also have Corinne. Corinne makes things so incredibly easy for me to do the podcast when I have time to do the podcast, to make sure that I have good information when I'm speaking to you through the podcast. And she does so many other things. She helps us out with the Rising Tide Mastermind. Many of you out there know Corinne, and I cannot do my job without her. And I also want to thank Margie, who recently joined our team and is just knocking it out of the park, making all of our jobs so much easier. Now, if you're wondering, what are all the things that we have to do in order to bring this podcast to you each and every week, and sometimes even more than once a week, you can go back to one of the episodes we did this first quarter, and that was episode 182. But a big thank you for all of the people that are here on staff at Scaling Up H2O. We would not have over 200 episodes. We would not be around for almost five years if I had to do everything. I did that within my first year or so, And folks, there are a lot of moving parts that happen with this podcast. I also want to thank our sponsors because, as you know, all the fine people that I mention, they have families that they have to take care of. And in order for all the great work that they do here at the Scaling Up Podcast, we have to make sure that they get compensated properly. I'm able to do that because of all the fine sponsors that we had this year. So if you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking, I would like to get my message out to the well over 10,000 people that are listening to this podcast, feel free to contact us by going to Scaling Up H2O. So all of that to say a big thank you to all of the sponsors that allow us to do the things that we do. You know, I was very apprehensive to start doing sponsors on this podcast. I didn't know how that was going to be received. And Mike Standish, who we just heard from, he pulled me aside at one of the AWT conventions and he was telling me that that scaling up H2O was the most talked about thing during that convention and he wanted to know how he could give back. And I told him, I don't know if I'm going to do sponsors. And Mike said, Trace, this podcast is really helping our industry. And quite frankly, you're being very selfish by not letting others help you. And because he said that to me, because he had the courage to say that to me, because he cared enough to say that to me, I had a completely different mind shift on how I thought about that. 
So I started talking with people and everybody thought it was a good idea because quite frankly, your mission can be as great as anything, but if there's no margin, if there's no way to support that, it doesn't matter how great the mission was. And you will see since we have been doing sponsorships, this podcast has become far superior than earlier episodes because I was only able to do so much by myself. And I want to, again, thank Mike for allowing me to see that. And I'll say it one more time. Thank you for everybody that just pours into the show. We've got the guests, we've got the staff, we've got the sponsors, and we have you, the Scaling Up Nation. Of course, none of this would matter if you didn't listen to this podcast. None of this would matter if you're not telling other water treaters about this podcast so thank you for all of that. Nation, I'm going to end the show with what is your highlight reel for this year? I know it's amazing, and I want to encourage you to just take a moment, if you haven't already, to celebrate all the successes you've had in 2021. Have a great new year, folks. I will see you next year. Scaling Up Nation, so many people that I talk to want to join the Rising Tide Mastermind, but they're concerned about being able to commit one hour a week for the mastermind calls. Folks, I have to tell you, when you experience that hour, you realize that that is the power hour that changes every other hour that you will experience that week. If we keep doing the same things, we will keep doing the same results. And that one hour a week allows you to get out of the day-to-day -day so you can work on your day-to-day. -day. Do something different. Find out about the Rising Tide Mastermind by going to scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind.